Hey, San Diego. Welcome back to the Fit Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Nellene. Sure is good to be back with you again. Fit Talk Podcast is where we get together and we talk about all things about fearless and transformation and whatever that is about family, finances, career, um, and all in between. Fit. We are fit. Fearless and transformation. Welcome, you guys. So I have begun this series on Alzheimer's as a caretaker. I'm taking my role as a caretaker much more seriously, always have, but it's time for me to be vocal to help other caretakers because I've come to some crossroads. And crossroads are very difficult crossroads. T's, the crosses in your T's that you have to come to as care providers where you have to exercise your power of attorney. You have to make decisions that your loved ones don't want you to make and hate. They don't like the change. But um, there is a reason that a POA exists. And there is a reason that care providers are chosen and are in place for such a time. And as a care provider, I have been through some really tough times with my dad, bless his heart, this Alzheimer is kicking his ass, is really kicking his ass. Alzheimer's is really kicking his ass. And I feel for him. And as a care provider who's a pretty mellow person in in nature who grew up in a lot of anger and a lot of um, pain, um... I learned through my own therapy and through my own evolution as a human being to have more love and let go of a lot of anger. And so I have seen the direct result of how those emotions can affect your well-being mentally and physically. And Alzheimer's is such an interesting disease. It's it's just such a sinister disease. And it plays tricks on the most brilliant of minds. It's amazing how the breakdown of the amylin proteins is becomes a sinister game. And there's no stopping it. And we can slow it down and sure, we can reverse it. I believe all of those theories. I am not here to stand on a theory of any sort or promote anything. I have been approached by all of them and I love all of you guys and I appreciate all of them. And Dr. Asbury and we've got Dr. Amen and um, we've got all these people that are influencing our wonderful voice and sounds in um, healthcare and mental healthcare. And I'm all on to it and I love you all. But then there's these individual households <laughs> And within these individual households is your own form of Alzheimer's. And the Rascone family has six generations of Alzheimer's. And actively four siblings with active Alzheimer's. Currently, in my lifetime, four Rascones that have Alzheimer's. And me and my cousins and the uncles that have not been diagnosed are all looking at each other and looking up into the heavens like, wow, could I be next? Is it me? Will I? But I don't even think on those terms. And I don't even 
receive it. I've never felt in any way that I were to get it. I don't believe my dad did either, and I don't think anyone does. It's just a strange feeling that you just know that your calling of service will perhaps spare me the leprosy. You know? It, it will. Even with COVID, even with this time of scary influenza time, my caretaking of my father and of my family and of my clients just seems to put this extra layer of immunity, I believe, on me. And I call that immunity the Holy Spirit. I call that immunity my belief in God. I don't know what your belief is or what you have. Maybe it's crystals. Maybe it's, I don't know. It could be whatever it is to you. But I just have this extra shield of immunity. But I didn't start this podcast to talk about that. (laughs) I started this podcast to talk about the crossroads. And those crossroads that we make and have to stand in as care providers. And last night I did a recording and I'm going to allow it to stay up. But I was in a very, you know difficult place I don't know if I was angry as I was just convicted in this Uh, this is what I'd have to do and I'm tired and I and my recording last night might sound harsh to people and those who don't really understand or early in the onset of um, dementia walking or caretaking with your loved one may have found that as quite insensitive sarcastic or something else Now, that's just my self-criticism, but I'm extremely difficult on myself. I can criticize myself far worse than you can, so that's totally okay. So as I was criticizing myself about my recording last night, (laughs) I also threw in, (laughs) in this criticism fest I was in, I also threw in the fact that I wasn't really embracing what a privilege it is and how you know it is to serve my dad to say all that to say i'm still at a crossroads (laughs) and that crossroad is um as these days go on with this uh quarantine with my dad with no access anywhere else but to each other i have either seen him digress seriously in the last 72 hours or I am finally forced to look at truly where he is in his Alzheimer's. And I think it's a little more of the latter, that he truly is in a very difficult place. And the safer he feels, the more he can let go. The safer our loved ones feel to be in their space of whatever stage disease it is the better off they are and whatever that looks like to me is not my problem it's not for me to judge it's not for me to do anything it's just to you know make sure that environment is safe that's all so the crossroads that I have been on was having to make those decisions of putting him in a home and making those choices 
and having to do paperwork, you know, to make sure that no matter where we go, I'm point of contact and as this, you know, power of attorney, I have to make sure that his bank accounts are safe because my dad has the stages of Alzheimer's that he has drained his bank account of over $9,000 in cash because he just wanted cash and then proceeds to go around to, you know, baristas and try to give 20s and 100s for thanking them for his cup of coffee. He's that guy. <laughs> you know, the really generous, give your money away guy. That's my dad in Alzheimer's. That's how he is. He's just a giver, 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 right? Never worried about finances. He played the game really, 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 really well. And now I've come in and I'm teaching him a budget. And not how to live on credit cards and pay it off so you can do other things, right? We love our parents. It's so cool when you learn all this stuff about your family and your kids and you just love them through it and you work on it. <laughs> anyway, I want dad to be in a place where he'll feel safe. But now that I spent this time with him, I'm realizing he's pretty low maintenance. And the more he feels safe, and maybe this is true for any Alzheimer's patient, the more they feel safe, the more they can unravel safely, right? And be themselves safely and allow the process to to be. And then it's just that entertaining life to life. Well, in normal circumstances, we're not quarantined. And in normal circumstances, I have a job. In normal circumstances, I can't be this all-encompassing, care-providing, observing, you know, doting daughter that I am right now. It's just not possible. I just have the rare opportunity to be this way. So I digress. Look, coming back around. <laughs> when I'm thinking of the crossroads of what am I going to do with my dad, knowing that we're at a place where I don't feel that he has the opportunity to be fully safe with me. I can't hear him sneak out anymore. I can't um, um, always watch him trying to help open the mail with the butcher knife. And I can't always be available to certain things that he needs more safety precautions in. Baby, baby proofing the house is probably the better way to go. And I just haven't taken those steps yet. So being a full-time care provider would mean baby-proofing the house, which we're starting that process. But as I think about moving in into a fun facility and a safer environment and those sort of things, it's still, you know, those steps that he didn't want. He, he wanted to stay home as long as he could. And I met with his attorney, and he's like, well, your dad wants to stay home. Well, you just got to do what you got to do to stay home. And so playing with all these avenues and knowing that now I have reached those, I've done all that I can with him living at home. And now I have to tell the attorney what I will be doing. And I have to tell dad 
this is, you know, the new place. Because he still thinks, oh, we're moving to San Diego, right? And it's like, no, this is your home in San Diego. So dad doesn't even know that his current condo is his house. He doesn't know home is San Diego, that we're even in San Diego. So I can move him into a place and let it be a new adventure. I, I know how to skirt it, script it, and we, it can be done. It could be done. Is it? It's. I'm the care provider. I'm the daughter. I, is my heart okay with it? Because I mean, the duty of me being present for him is not going to stop just because I'm moving him into a facility. I still got to be there. I still got to make him settle. I still got to work with the nurses. I still got to work with the PT. I still got to work with his meds. I still got to make sure he gets to his appointments. I still got to make sure everyone's on the same page for my dad. I'm not thinking it stops no way it's now i have to work with a facility now i got to work with bureaucratic now i got to work with the nurses now i have to communicate now i got to hold my temper now i got to make sure i communicate well you know now i got to play a game <laughs> whereas i could hire all of that and keep it at home too you know and there's options there's options there's options right now my current crossroad is facility and I'm totally lined up with the proper ways of making sure I can make that happen safely and concisely. And when it's, when all of this blows over, um, fairly quickly and I'm at a crossroads. And so I know I'm not the only one out there who's at a crossroads and that's an emotional place. And it's a difficult place as a care provider for my Alzheimer's dad. And it's a difficult place as a daughter, and it's a difficult place as somebody who always wanted their dad at home. I mean, I was the one. I was the home nurse. I see it. I mean, I always was the one that I just will see anybody home all the way through. I just, that's just how I am. And um, I'm learning that that may not be safe. And that's why my mind is okay, is that, oh, I really see that there's a safety issue here. And so that's why I have to take this serious thought. And that's where I'm at. And I know I'm not alone. And so I decided to take to the airways and um, this time come after, you know, most of the day fasting and in prayer, <laughs> trying this uh, Caretaker Crossroads podcast again that um, we need to address certain things collectively in feeling because we have to do what we have to do. Trust me, the actions have been made mostly on making those difficult steps. It's now I'm in this feeling mode as I actually take the final steps towards moving him into the home because there's a lot of steps I had to take to get him in the proper position to get him into a home. In fact, I'm not even done with some of that because I want to know what he actually qualifies for through his insurance because I already took the proper steps to make sure that he has the confirmed diagnosis of Alzheimer's, not just age-related memory loss, folks. Make sure that you get your insurance lined up that knows your loved one has the diagnosis with a CPT code of Alzheimer's. I had to take those steps. That took a while. 
So those are the steps that I had to take to start getting him to where we are now. And so now I'm taking these final steps and I'm at a crossroads. So I just wanted to share that. And I'm looking for other uh, care providers that are also at a crossroads or whatever it is, of whatever level, you know what, you know what I'm talking about. It doesn't have to be Alzheimer's related. It can be uh, a, a paraplegic it can be uh, down syndrome it can be autism it can be developmentally disabled i worked 15 years with the population of profoundly developmentally disabled catatonic and wheelchaired i used to be an advocate so i really am connected with those with special needs or disabilities that cannot speak for themselves or do for themselves i'm an advocate and a servant towards that population by nature so I get it. I get the burnout. 100% I get the burnout. So those are the people that um, in Caretaker Crossroads that are welcome to contact me. Um, please reach out. Share your story. I'd love to interview you. We'd love to have you on. And we're just going to roll this ball forward, okay? Um, thank you again. Um, all blessings to you. God bless you. And talk to you next time on Fit Talk podcasts where we are fearless in transformation. Take care.